IAEM annual conference, you went. Yes. And... You I, I went, I saw, I conquered. Um, IAEM, yeah. So first time experience, um, some really big wins and right. some things that, uh, you know, I verify that it's like, okay, maybe not for me, but other things I'm like, oh, this is excellent and, and great for the field. And so it's, um, I, I feel like my opinion is, uh, you know, the new guy in the room. And so you can take it for what you will. But uh, in general... Uh, would I go again? I think that's a good question. Yes. I think, uh, um, yes, I would probably go again. Um, probably. So in He's terms of, uh, yeah. he's going again. We'll, we'll <laughs> if my staff says, John, go again, then I might be going again. But, um, one of the greatest things about it and something that you've talked a lot about Zach were the people. Now, it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be, to be honest. I think there was probably less than 2,000 oh, people there. Yeah, which is probably about the same amount of people that go to the National Hurricane Conference. Yeah. However, uh, that being said, I saw people I haven't seen in years there. And a lot of Facebook profile pictures I saw in person. <laughs> and, and they hadn't been updated in a while, right? <laughs> they hadn't been updated in a while. And I was like, ooh, I'm pretty sure that's you, but that was you 10 years ago. It's time oh, for that's an update. so funny. Yeah, I've had uh, but this. that was cool. It's like, you know, all those people I've interacted with online yeah. and or, you know, the, the biggest one probably for me was a guy named Mike Paddock, who I hadn't seen in, I don't know, three or four years. I was on the national strike team with him and he's the no liaison. And so he went because NWS is trying to make inroads with emergency managers. Sure. And oh my gosh, what, what a huge opportunity to see him. And I saw some other friends I hadn't seen in a long time. And again, that networking piece that people talk about, I thought it was fantastic. I, I really did. I got to sit and have lunch with people that I'd never met before or from different backgrounds, perspectives. And for those reasons, I'm like, this is this is great. This is the association part of IAEM yeah. that I think is like they knock out really well. Yeah. Um, but there was like other things too. Like IAEM is owned by, the parent company is an events management company. And that's very important for me because during lunch, I noticed that they didn't have any pop. And I was like, if you're an events management company, you better have some soda. You better have some pop. But uh, <laughs> that was my biggest takeaway. That's probably a pretty good takeaway. That seems um, like in the big scheme of things, <laughs> you don't understand. Terrible. I needed some caffeine. I don't drink soda, so. Oh, there you go. It doesn't matter to Maybe. me. Unless energy drinks, I could. I guess those technically count. I do drink yeah. too many energy drinks. And now a quick word from our sponsors. How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. Um, another big win for me comparing to other conferences and trade shows I've been, I mm -hmm. thought IAEM did a fantastic job of getting people in front of vendors in the trade show. Yeah. A lot of the time the trade shows, they're just empty. Yeah. And they specifically incentivized people to go and hang out around the trade shows, which if you're going to spend money as a, a company and we're a small company, I get it. Um, I appreciate the fact that yeah. they got them into a lot of different products and, uh, they actually worked well with their vendors 
um, which allowed me as a participant to see all the different stuff that's out there and what people are trying to cater to towards emergency managers, which is pretty fun. Um, Did you see any super weird vendors that you were like, what are you doing here? Yeah, there were. I I'm like, <laughs> like, why? Like, I, I specifically asked, like, in, instead of like trying to. You don't like, have to call hey, out names, just, but unless just you tell me. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, give me your elevator pitch. Like, why are you here? Like, what's your what's your call out? And they'd give me their pitch. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's like 5% of lines. But yeah. um, nonetheless, I, I feel like probably 80 to 90% of the vendors made sense for being there. Yeah. And those who did it probably was their first time or they were learning about it and they're looking for like one win. Yeah. And um, there's opportunities there for as well. What's uh, just as another caveat, uh, there there was a vendor that has been there, I think almost every time that I've gone, maybe at least the last couple of years that I had gone, and it was a carrier for like daycares and like child centers, and it was like it looks like some sort of tactical medical device thing, and basically you just slip babies in these sleeves, and then you can haul out like twenty babies what? at a time. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. I would have oh, loved that. That's too bad. It's crazy. Yeah. That was uh it's always one of those things that people walk by. I mean, it's a great sales pitch. They didn't have to say anything because you're just like, what in the world? Because they have little dolls in it and it just yeah. grabs your eye. But yeah, so MX uh is big and does seem like kind of fun. And they also kind of revolve a lot of the conference around it, like you were saying. So your sign up is yeah. usually at the MX area, lunch yeah. is at like the other end or in the area, depending on like which uh, venue it is uh, every mm -hmm. year, but it's close by. And then they do contests and other stuff that's, you know, just kind of nice to, you know, walk around yeah. and try to get some credit for it. And they, you know, they have all the IEM picture booths and stuff up. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. It was fun to talk to emergency managers, specifically a friend of mine who moved from the Fed side, mm -hmm. who had gotten the full suite of, uh, like anytime you dealt with a, pro a project, or a product from a vendor, they always yeah. get the full suite because it's federal. Sure. And now he's in local, he's works for a city and he's like, I didn't even know that there was like smaller versions of this. <laughs> and he, I, I heard him specifically say to two different vendors, there's too many options. Yeah. Like he's like, I can't, I get it at the local level. And now there's like 50 different options for the same thing. And I have to like buy all the extras to be able mm -hmm. to get what I get. He's like, I had no idea at the federal level. Like, I, I was, I basically had the suite of anything I wanted, and uh, so that was a, a fun to hear his perspective on that because it's like, like he gets it now. Why local has to deal with so many more things in federal? Yeah, federal is so spoiled in so many it, different ways. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. There's a much yeah, larger. Go federal if you want to be federal. spoiled. Yeah. I mean, that's not terrible advice. You know, <laughs> you go do it at least for a few years uh, and you get to see it all, do it all and get paid pretty well and have all the toys at your disposal. I mean, I want yes. a MERS. I want one of those mobile comm trucks, but I'm never going to get that in my like little volunteer local gig here. You know, I thought there would be one of those. The, the closest one that we got was uh, there's a company, I think, off the grid. Yeah, they do like but there was like essentially just like lighting. Yeah, was like, the there's usually the volunteer group that does all the tech stuff that I'm gonna get absolutely ripped apart for not remembering their their name. Uh, 
Oh my gosh. Anyways, they usually have a comm vehicle there. And then there's the nomad vehicles. They usually have something. They're like the super hardcore off-road command post stuff. Yeah. Again, I was looking for something that maybe they, they, yeah. they had that outside or something, but there was a lot of construction outside. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's that. So if there's, if those are the pros, uh, here's also another pro okay. actually. Um, the presenters pro. did, did their best. Yes. Oh, is that a is that a good nice way to say that? <laughs> so, the it was really funny. Like I I went to a couple different sessions and I was I was hearing the the sidebars and I was talking to my friends. Yeah. And the most common feedback I got was, that was really nice, uh, co like session, but, but it didn't match the name. Yeah. He would walk into these things thinking it was something and it ended up being something else. Changing then, emergency management forever. And then you go in and it's like HC and how it's done. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Or like uh, there was one like integrating NWS to emergency management. I know a lot then, of people who went to that. And uh, honestly, the what whole thing was just like about NWS's process. Okay. Like, yeah. Like it didn't like it's like wait, what? Um, Little bait and switch or some marketing. Yeah, I think the emergency managers are getting a lot better at, uh, you know, marketing because of their, <laughs> their titles. But you have to surprise and delight. Yeah. Um, and the the presenters themselves, I was sitting there and I had the honest question of, have you actually implemented what you're talking about? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who are getting in, getting up at IAEM as a way to like it booster their resume and that's i 100 percent did that myself yeah. like 100 percent. and so like i kudos to those people and they're really well prepared however um you know we need to get more practitioners to give presentations um i think that would help out the field a lot as well i wonder too if because everyone's basically like i god what year are we ever going to come out of this pandemic i feel like every year we're like this is the year we're out of the pandemic but i wonder how many people uh are just rusty right like you just mm. you know you haven't done maybe as much outreach because i know like when i did my presentation there like i had done 50 presentations that year like I was just all over the place doing these talks and so it was like easy to sort of like do it and I guess if you know it's like a muscle right if you don't exercise it it atrophies and then yeah I mean this is a field of diminishing skills for yeah. sure and it's and also to... like the audience there it's a tough audience like you're talking sometimes like uh, there's you have every range from like the person who's never done uh, a you know never responded to anything to the head of FEMA, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so that can be really, uh, challenging and it's easy to get distracted, but that's, that's, a a good point. And it's also, um, I think I, uh, I plan to bring this person on at some point, but it's about the, uh, you know, how I did stand up comedy and I used that skill set to actually get mm. better at presenting and like talking about stuff. Cause you can be dynamic and like, uh, inject cool. humor when it's not going well to draw people back in and like how do you like communicate to a totally diverse audience that maybe doesn't even want you to be there um but presenting your because there's i think what i've found a lot of times at the presentations is like i look at the sort of abstract in the title like you did and i'm like oh man this is amazing and then you look at the stuff that they've done and you're like that's why didn't you talk about this like what happened up there and it's because they don't yeah. know how to present 
Yeah, I, I think we could uh, all... It's funny enough, we talk about coordination and collaboration a lot in the field. We all talk about it. Yeah. But we're kind of really bad at coordinating, collaborating, communicating. Yeah. I would and, say almost communicating more than anything, and it's the, it is the most important skill of an emergency manager. Yes, and yet it's one of the weakest... Um, uh, and I don't really understand why. I mean, I, I guess I have a lot of hypotheses. Well, Jerry on Seinfeld had the joke that uh, the statistic is people are more afraid of public speaking than dying, which means you'd rather be in the casket than up giving the eulogy. Yeah, exactly right. Maybe that's true. I mean, that's and that's maybe that's what's happening a little bit. I think one thing that if if they didn't make the presenters pay to yeah. attend, they would probably attract uh, more talent in the presentations, honestly. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a little silly when I would talk to a presenter and they're like, yeah, like I did this so I could get a little bit of a discount. <laughs> like oh well that's why like it was mediocre like I, and no discredit to the person they're doing, right. doing their best but i want to be able to go and feel like i'm learning i mean yeah. honestly i uh i think we talked about it earlier in the year i wanted to submit a presentation and i completely missed the deadline and it was like mm -hmm. i had no idea that they'd already opened and closed because it's yeah. not well like broadcast yeah and yeah, I mean, like, let's be honest. If you're, you might be a brilliant person, um, but you don't have, oh, what? Oh, sorry, uh, IAM fees. You know, you don't have all the, the money that you can uh, spend on the registration, on the, uh, you know, uh, annual cost, the flights, the blah, blah, blah. I mean, by the time you get down there, you're thousands of dollars potentially in. And so all the folks, especially people who maybe are grant funded where they can't spend money, like, cause not all grants allow this. You might have people who are just, they have no budget for it. Uh, you might have people who are in the research field who like are doing really innovative and cool stuff and, uh, they have no money for it. Like you're just missing out, I think on a lot of, um, voices. Volunteers is the other thing that I, uh, in the sort of the same vein, it, you know, I think people forget, especially at IEM, because uh, we're all at like summer camp there. Like we just all know each other. It's a small community and stuff that there's thousands of emergency managers out there who are entirely unpaid, totally volunteer, have no budget, yeah. either doing it because they don't know there's no other choice. Um, you know, Vermont, my state in particular, there's like 50 of us that are actually paid to do this. Everybody else is volunteer, and I know plenty of volunteer emergency managers that are probably better than I will ever be at this, but they're never going to get that um, platform uh, to, you know, tell their story. I mean, they'll do, they'll go to like the state conference. Even the state mm -hmm. conference is kind of like it can be tough if you're on the wrong end of the state and you have to buy a hotel room. You may not have money for that. So to yeah, travel across the country one. is like. You know, and to Savannah. Different. Like, I understand they're not going to Savannah again, probably. I think they're uh, next year's the last year in Long Beach. So Savannah's done. I think Long Beach is done Colorado next year. Springs. Colorado Springs, which sounds amazing. I can't wait. I definitely want to go to Colorado Springs. Yeah, uh, there was I one person who's bashing on Colorado Springs, and they're like, oh, where are you from? Jesus, Colorado. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, no wonder. I was like, everybody yeah. else will be really excited no, about if that. If we're going to bash locations, we bash Grand yeah. Rapids, because Grand Rapids in November is not where I want to be. Um, by the way, I specifically wanted to talk to people who had their CEM. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to have to call cult, out. You know? Like, once well, you're they, in, they you're all in. had their, like, yes. little, like, badge thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, like, 
I'm going to put my bias aside here um, because those who know me best and who's heard my podcast have kind of railed on it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me just let me just uh, check this out. And based off of the, again, I was only there for a couple of days, sure. um, and so my my sample size is small. But I, I think I probably had 50 conversations, and um, I would say it was it was still probably half and half. Where I was like, okay, like this half definitely yeah. definitely somebody I would hire as a, a small business owner, uh, somebody I would have hired when I was in the, f- the federal government, and the other half I was like, oh, you got this to be able to like prove to somebody else that like you you know what you're talking about yeah and i found that the same thing like i actually talked to a university who um they get a lot of inquiries about phds and they honestly didn't know the director of the program didn't know if the people asking for the phd was because they wanted to learn more or they wanted to be validated against stakeholders yeah and they didn't want to do a phd to be quote unquote for validation and I thought that was a really good feedback. And I thought it was good feedback about the CEM, honestly. It's like, why are you getting your CEM? Yeah. Do you want to be validated or have you done all these things? I know a couple people have done all this stuff and they want to be able to say, like, I've done all this stuff without like the letters have to be. Yeah, I mean, there's a flex that. there, right? Like, it still yeah. is a relatively small audience that has a CEM compared to like the overall industry. Yeah, exactly right. And so it's like, okay, like, there, there's, there's pros for it and there's cons for everything. Um, I still didn't feel the need after walking out of there to get my CEM, but I did say like, okay, there's a lot of value in working with IAEM. Yeah. And the other really, really big takeaway that I had was 100%, 10,000%. EM Weekly host Zach Borst should be the official podcast sponsor of IAEM. Not only are you a big fan, you know all the stuff and you've, you've been going. And quite frankly, the the other podcast that was there was like this no name podcast that nobody follows and I was like uh how about you go on with the the thousands of listeners and Ian Weekly so my get, pitch is that yeah, you do it let's do it next year I am a like uh so again I am fantastic organization to sort of get through a lot of their noise you have to be like completely devoted to it and i'm not like it's an association it's supposed to like assist me and often i feel like i put more in than i get out yeah um but the last couple years i've kind of dropped off the radar i was really really active doing lots of stuff enjoyed it and then uh during the pandemic i felt like there wasn't like the i don't know i just for some reason it stopped sort of resonating with me now that like we can do a lot of in-person stuff again. And like, I, especially after seeing everyone down who went to Savannah, I wish I had gone, uh, I'm back all in, like I was sort of a, off of it, but like, yeah. I'm then like, Oh God, does this mean year. I'm in, it's going to be like a whole other thing. Cause like, you can just get so wrapped up in it. Like right now I'm in the, the state, uh, emergency, oh, sorry, state association caucus, which is a new one. So it's pretty like, we really only have a couple meeting. I think it's one meeting a month right now it's still kind of getting spun up. So it's like easy to get into. Um, some of the other caucuses, like the U- university and college caucus, which I love, like they were active all the time. Like it was like almost its mm-hmm. own thing. And I just was so busy. And like, I'm, you know, like I love the network and being a part of it, but I'm like, man, would I want to do that again? But if you don't do that stuff, then it's really hard to sort of um, take full advantage of IEM. It's the same with the CM. Like you almost feel like you have to do it because you're already paying like, you know, what else are you getting out of it? Like my annual dues, like I get the newsletter 
you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm saying like as someone who is fairly actively using it, if you're not doing that, like if you're not part of a caucus or a community within IEM, mm-hmm. I could see it being like, what is the point of this? Like, I, you know, just to go to the conference, then why do I even pay the fee if I'm just going to, because you can go to the conference as a non-member, you just pay like an extra, I think it's like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I think they just need to, and this is an argument I've heard a million times over is they need to better argue why it's so expensive. Is it, I mean, like worst case scenario, is this some sort of gatekeeping thing? You know, I hope not. That's like the cynic in me. That's like, you know, you're trying to like keep a certain audience within IEM or best case scenario, they're investing it in something that's making the field better, which I think that's where everyone asks is like, what is this money? What is the money going to? Yeah. I I think lining uh, pockets, dude, 100%. (laughs) They don't even Uh, use soda. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This, the soda budget, just imagine how much they could have, uh, you know, made there. You're charging people a thousand bucks to, to be but there there's like, 200 I'm people like, there plus I, but i love the organization like it's done a lot for me and it's like I, it's very I, and i think everyone's conflicted that's a part of this organization right like uh, it's because it's run by an events management company but i think like if that is sort of the drive behind everything then they should lean into more like at least another conference like maybe two a year move it around so that there's more availability some more equity in it yeah um Nobody from California would have been able to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, exp- I mean, just the plane ticket is thousands yeah. of dollars. Uh, last time I, I forget how much it cost me when I went to California from Vermont, but it was like an 18 hour travel day because of two, you know, there's like a layover and then some sort of weather issue. Mm-hmm. Then try and then you're in, you land in Long Beach. So like, or sorry, you land in LAX. So it's like, however long, LA traffic is to get down to Long Beach. Uh, yeah. So it just turns into like a huge thing. And that's not to say I love Long Beach. Like, I mean, Long Beach itself, eh, the Queen Mary was there. Uh, there's a comedy place right across. Um, it was, I think, you know, one of the comedies, not the comedy cellar. I don't know, some famous comedy uh, venue. Mm. And then there's like a little like kind of, I don't know, like P.F. Chang's and stuff like that there. Mm. But like there's not much else. There was the aquarium. The aquarium was awesome. And then everything else is like, you're going to go to L.A. And yeah. so like in that case, IAM needs to like have everything there to keep people engaged. And and I don't sort of feel like that is the case. Savannah, like it's sort of naturally there's action well, around there and stuff. Well, it's it was fun. tough because everybody was had across the river. Yeah. I like that though. That was fun. I think that's oh, like a you? fun little gimmicky thing. Yeah. I may, oh, okay. I don't know. That's like, it's kind of neat. I mean, yeah. I guess it could be like, yeah. If you, if you played it well, yeah. right. The ferry just needed to happen more often then. Oh yeah. Uh, it was like, interesting. It was like a, 45 minute wait period oh then, that was not the case when i was there last there was like maybe 10 minutes or something 15 oh minutes. my gosh it, it was, was it would take it would take so long to get there like so that was 45 minutes one way so 45 minutes and then wait so it's like an hour and a half between each one oh, wow and then you know they they capped it at like 150 people obviously to get right. it on so then you'd like people were waiting there for a while and i'm, and I'm taking ubers to the other side it's wow like, uh, yeah that was yeah. not the case that's never been the case since maybe i've that's been a there COVID problem maybe Could that's be. like a, yeah. yeah or yeah that's really not on them but especially if they bid it out like six years prior like you know well i mean that's the thing though like if you're spending that much money check to make sure that because people who want to come back to this are going to you know comment on that because that was actually like i think one of the things that was really cool was just how easy and fast it was like i thought it was because compared to an uber an uber is like 45 minutes around and I, being on the boat was just fun i will say there was i ended up taking technically a lift mm. this lady shows up in a red minivan and she had like 
inside it was like a rave yeah it was like 50 <laughs> different like led lights things were flashing you were down you were like all right i'm good with this i was like sitting in the back like i feel like i have to dance or yeah yeah um the system is down yeah so anyways the critique is i think always what does the money go to and why can't we get more some way and i know there's scholarships and stuff but like like there needs to be a very easy process even if they're like we're going to give away like a lottery just people can sign up you know for a small you have to be a agency of like five or less people everyone submits their name and it's a lottery and you get free access or something yeah i would have gone years before if it if it wasn't for the cost because i'm not a member yeah and just to see what it was like and uh, like as a guy who's like, okay, like I'm not a hard no. Yeah. Like I went and I yeah. went to like say like, do I want to come back? And there was a lot of reasons why I do want to come back. Mostly to see all my friends and to network. I mean, that's and, like, why a lot for of those people reasons. Know. Like I would go. Um, but you got to put up or shut up next time. You got to do a presentation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want me to not only go but give a presentation? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're saying me. you you want you want good content, right? I get I get paid to do uh, presentations. If I had to pay to do a presentation, no, you're gonna be there anyways, right? Oh yeah, might as well. I mean, good discount. Um, and that goes back to the argument, the original argument, right? Yeah. Um, and then they give a like the, the, a couple other keynotes. Oh, here's my other thing is yeah, keynote should be a keynote. You can't have a keynote three times a day. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is the keynote for yeah. this hour. And you're like, wait, what? There was, yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, which sometimes people... you kind of get duped. Like you have like some really good keynotes. And then you have some where you're like, what? This was a session. You just, you somehow snuck me into a session. This could have been in a much smaller room. Yeah. There was a, there was one in particular that I ended up leaving. I was like, I looked at Pete Gaynor. He was sitting there with me. Uh, he brought me in. I was like, I can't last. He he's like, like him out. Yeah. So I left and he's like, I'm going to stay. And I walked out. And not only two minutes later, he walked out. So I was <laughs> like, okay. I, yeah. Um, I mean, there was some really good ones. The uh, Route 91. Is that the, the country music festival uh, shooter in uh, Las Vegas area? Oh. Um, the, there was one on, um, I think it was Aruba and how they were hit and then how they sort of manage because they're like so oh, they got like wiped off the face of the earth basically yeah. right yeah and then um there was one on the kids from katrina who's actually the one of the co-authors was uh actually i worked at the same university as her and got to go to her class and do some presentations which was really fun but yeah. they talked about the kids and how they were growing up and and the effects of hurricane katrina because like you know we we think of recovery as like a fairly finite time right like from like the disaster till things are into some normalcy but that's not really true for most people your recovery is lifelong or at least decades long i mean if you're a oh, kid yeah. that's it that's the rest of your life whatever you're experiencing there if it's not addressed as a child um so they talked about like their financial uh you know um how, how they're doing financially how they're doing socially um medical and uh just the follow-up and like you're like oh my god like we failed these kids like a lot of these kids left rough you know areas and then continued to live rough lives like never got you know like I, and i hate to say it because it's not really fema's position and it's not really how it's supposed to be but post-disaster we really should try to make things better right like we are either mitigating against the disaster trying to bring well, they're not incentivized of, to do that 
The law, Correct, yeah. The law literally says return right. back to what it was. Yeah, so. which is so stupid. That is the dumbest thing we could possibly do. I it think is there the is some dumbest. Stafford Act updates yeah. and stuff that are currently, you know, people are fighting for. But the goal should always be to to make it better in whatever way you can. And I know it's up to like nonprofits and 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 philanthropists and all this other stuff to sort of do that now. But um, yeah, listening to that talk. I mean, there's there, so again, there are there are some good ones. Then there was like some magician that I was like, this is what is this? Like, give me surprise, a here's yeah. your disaster recovery. Uh, and they'll get like the corporate, uh, you know, comedian type crowds every once in a while. And sometimes those are good, sometimes they're bad. And I get it. Like, you got it's a show, right? Like, you you have to sort of try to hit everything. But um, you know, overall, I I'm glad you at least enjoyed it enough that it sounds like you're going back. I hope. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I you actually will had present. no qualms. Yeah. You know, like I definitely. Okay. Let's be real for your audience. Yeah. Hater for sure. But, um, <laughs> I am uh, a person who, even if I have an opinion, I'm a willing to ch- update my opinion. Yeah. And I, I usually have an opinion on everything. Yeah. So that's usually not the problem. The problem is if you can't update it and there was enough wins where I was like, this is really great. However, there was one really big negative oh real boy. talk. Yeah. That I was like, this is why nobody respects you. It was the freaking crayon wall. The crayon wall. They oh, had the, yeah. a white you piece like of paper mark. where people could draw them with crayons. Yeah. I was like, there's not a single professional who's outside of your field who showed up and thought, wow, I can respect these people. <laughs> They're drawing like my little, like uh, my IAEM with my crayons. Like, nope. If we want to professionalize the field, then we have to act like professionals a little bit. And yeah. I know it's like a kind of a space face to like get down, but come on, crayon wall. Crayon okay, wall. somebody did draw did draw disaster tough on there though. It was not me. And I was like, No oh, way, no. no. Yeah, I got a picture of it. Oh, that's so cool. that was kind of cool. Oh, so, so you actually hey. did like the crayon wall. Never mind. Crayon wall's in. I know. <laughs> it was it was it was still a negative overall, but um I, I do think it's smart to try to find creative ways. Yeah. But we do need, there were several presentations about professionalizing the field. I talked yeah. to several programs about that. A lot of people are talking about that right now, like how to up our game. And oh, by the way, I was going to do this whole thing about like khaki pants. I was going to take a picture of everybody's. Yeah. Everybody's wearing black pants and black shirts. Oh, yeah. Black black is in an emergency management. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I kind of like it, actually. I, I think emergency managers should wear black. I think because we kill all the fun <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the black ops yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought like coyote and uh, like military green, you know, the olive drab would be popular. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I wore green pants the there second day. So. Well, uh, honestly, so just so everyone knows, I did not prompt john on this in fact john as soon as he got back was sick in fact probably most of you coming back from i am are probably sick because uh for a lot of folks this is probably the closest you've been to large groups of people in months if not years they sent out a big thing saying hey a bunch of people tested positive for covid no way did they really yeah they did yeah this morning yeah i mean that's unfortunate kind of expect that yeah. yeah and hopefully everyone's doing well uh you know get your uh vaccine before the next one um but uh, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I, it sounds like you're not quite an evangelical of the uh, the cause yet, but maybe next year. Maybe uh, 
We'll get you active in some. First, we'll get you to get the membership, and then we'll get you active in some. That will never happen. <laughs> I think it will. I think so. That's the thing. It is a giant voice. Like we're doing a lot of really cool stuff. I think that we are going to be able to uh, maybe push the the needle for them in certain ways where they won't. Because a lot of people within the organization I, I found of... are very safe. Like they don't want to like rock the boat too much. Yeah, and I think having an organization like ours that is not and doesn't care and wants to kind of burn the system down could be a good counter to that attitude. Yeah. Um, and if we could, if they could embrace change like the way that we want to, and we could push them to, um, you know, take a little bit more risk and be faster, like they're very slow. It's a very bureaucratic organization. Um, I think that that would be a good, cause it is an association, right? That's the point is to get people together and organizations like ours and others that like we consider our peers and like want to work with, um, we should try to get them because that is the large organization to like adapt to new stuff. So the new stuff that we're doing, I think would benefit IAM tremendously, whether or not yeah. they embrace it. I don't know. If, if they were willing to. Uh, be the organization that people need them to be. Yeah, uh, I'd be really excited for that. Like, oh. and um, if they, if you were their official sponsor, I'd probably sign up. <laughs> and if I found out where the money was going and it was going to me, oh, if I'm, maybe then, it'll go to me. Maybe that would be. Maybe that's the secret. Yeah, that's we gotta the real get secret. in that cheddar. <laughs> gotta get that. Gotta, gotta get, get that cheese. Cash that rules bread. everything around me. Cream. Is that why pizza's so get good? Because cheese and bread. Um. Get that meat. Uh, so I'm just really excited about the opportunities for the future with this. Um, yeah, we do want to burn old things away that are not effective anymore. Um, they could do that in, in tandem with us. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years. I think IAEM is very aware of the readiness lab of Doberman of EM Weekly. And it is, uh, it's essentially time that uh, we kind of have high level conversations about like, how do we push the field to the next level, especially because there's, they're poised to do that and they're just not doing it. Oh yeah. So yeah, how, do we, sure. how do we, how um, do we, you know, do that? Those, those are kind of the things that we'll be probably talking offline, you know, over the next year or so uh, to see if we can start moving the needle, maybe get away from the crayon walls and start doing like, you know, hologram <laughs> hologram stuff wouldn't that be cool yeah i got a laser printer i'll bring the laser printer down i mean Dude, it's not very it. portable but we can laser print stuff um sweet yeah, real time. uh all right well if you went to iam we'd love to know your thoughts what went well what didn't go well uh you can keep it anonymous you can keep it i don't care use your name like we're not afraid use your name don't um, be a coward yeah iam again great organization but it is very much locked into sort of the old school emergency management um but the networking there especially at the conference it is hugely valuable and unfortunately i mean like it's kind of the em vacation right that's like i i call it summer camp all the time because it's like you get all your buddies back together it excites you like i found like i i get pumped up for it so let us know what you thought uh let us know what you think of the uh, colorado springs uh you're gonna go next year what you know what was your opinion like, subscribe, thumbs up, five stars, high fives, do what you got to do, uh, and uh, we will see you later.